Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Afternoon, this is the JMS Boxing Podcast with me, John. I'm Sam. Uh, so as we've put on social media recently, um, we have done a bit of a rebrand. So instead of the gentleman stories now, we're going to do the JMS Boxing Podcast, uh, just because we're covering all parts of boxing and combat sport now as well. We're adding into it with bits and bobs as well. Um, no Owen, no more due to work commitments, but obviously he helped set this up. Uh, thank him. Appreciate what he's done helping us. Uh, just a little shout out to him um, before we start. But yeah, so now it's the JMS Boxing Podcast and today we have Lee Page with us. How's it going? I'm doing very well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you for joining us in this really hot day. It's supposed to be out. <laughs> Thanks a lot for getting out in the hay fever season. <laughs> it's killing me. If um, if anyone, just for obviously people not watching, um, <laughs> Lee's hay fever is kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's um, one of those where he's just been attacked by a flower. <laughs> right. What kind of human being gets defeated by flowers? <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for joining us. What I like to do with all my guests, I'll strip it back and and basically, you've been part of uh, your professional trainer now and stuff like that, but strip it back and how did it all get started? With myself? Yeah. I, so, my dad boxed from when he was 12 to 26, so he had 115 bouts. He'd become Southern Era champion, runner-up in the ABAs, I think, twice. Uh, but you're talking a time when it was, that boxing was hard then. My granddad was a battalion champion. Uh, I've got two cousins. I've got a cousin that boxed in the army still. I think he's still running the Marines boxing thing down in... Down the... Is it Devon or Cornwall way? Like, I don't know. Uh, the look d- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should Marines. know this. I should know this. <laughs> he's running that. So I was born into it. Oh, okay. Born in it. And then from a young age, 
my dad's kept going on about like when you throw shots they've got to be straight they've got to be fast use your feet get yourself in and out and this that and the other but I didn't like boxing right boxing don't suit me I'm the wrong shite I'm the wrong shape to be a boxer but I had a go he took me to the boxing club with his old trainer Johnny Smith and they matched me on weight and I was a little fat kid because I'm a little fat adult and I got the fucking beating of my life. And I said to my old, about 10 years old, I said to him, I am not doing that again. You're mad. And then we ended up going to the judo. I started doing judo for a long time. And then I progressed from the judo to other forms of martial arts. Um, that's, how, that's how it would become. So where, where was you based? Was you based Kent, London? I've always been Maidstone. Maidstone, always yeah. been Maidstone. And then, so from doing the judo then, how, like you said that you didn't like boxing, was it just the... No, I love boxing. Oh, but didn't, didn't like, like getting punched, getting punched. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my kids are about six years old now because they're the only size same weight as you. <laughs> and then um, from there then, you went to judo. Did you uh, enjoy judo more? I enjoyed grappling a lot. Right. I was, I was good. I was pretty decent at... Uh, Grappling, yeah, and then I, I also was doing karate at the same time. So you was a bit of a mix and match of all yeah. different. I'm a, I'm a combat sports enthusiast, right? I don't like hearing this. Who would win our uh, boxing? Like we, I'm, I've got loads of group chats and I'm with different people, and it's always like, oh yeah, but boxing's just a a sport, isn't it? Like MMA is the closest thing to fighting, and I'm going. Don't be so stupid, boys. Come on. That civil war between boxing and... It's it's the most ridiculous argument because MMA is rule-based. Boxing is rule-based. Thai boxing is rule-based. Every every sport, combat sport you do is rule-based. So there is no what's the best. It's just what suits you, what, what you prefer to do. Yeah, and like we've had, obviously we've had boxers on, we've had MMA guys on. Yeah. Um, you get different outlooks from different people as well. Some boxers like prefer boxing and will back boxing. Yeah, boxing yeah. to the hill. Same, same as the MMA. Same, yeah. as, same as guys that done like Wing Chun and stuff like that when Bruce Lee was about it. That Wing Chun was apparently the, the ultimate martial art. But then... Then the Gracie brothers came out. Yeah, and then... You know? But what people don't understand is the Gracie brothers bought that out in America. I don't know when Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu started, but how the Gracie brothers, how Helio Gracie and that started to get to do Jiu-Jitsu, there was a guy from Japan, I can't remember his name, he came to Wigan. The guy was a judo guy from, right. from Japan, come to Wigan, because Wigan in Britain was in front of America for wrestling at this point, before the war. It's called Catch as Catch Can, Catch Wrestling. Right. It's a, it's, it's a really, really old form of uh, submission wrestling. The Japanese guy come from Japan to Wigan, learned catch wrestling, and went to from Wigan to Brazil and taught the Graces. Oh. And that's where that that's where the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu started then from. Hoist Gracie obviously went to UFC. Hoist Gracie being one of his sons. Yeah. And the, that, that that company then their family started the UFC to mix pit martial arts, which so to to 
to form what was the best martial art, full stop, because now we can really test it. Yeah. We got an octagon, and at that point, it was no rules. But that was 1993. <laughs> you had shootout bouts in Japan from the 80s, shootout bouts being the same as MMA. Yeah. They're exactly the same. So this was going on in Japan long before. But with the Japanese, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all the Japanese fighters. Um, they're, they're, they're too tough. You get, they, they get like acknowledgement from a, a 60 kilo guy fighting 100 kilo guy. And if the 60 kilo guy gets a good eye then, in the whole, in the fans' eyes, he's still the winner because he, he was taking on the hundred kilo mm. guy. It's, it's it's crazy the way they go. On it's, it's funny you say that because I remember the the way that the uh, the original UFC started was Hoist Gracie being this small man against all yeah, these big guys. I've met Hoist Gracie. He is not a fucking small man. He is not a small man. He's like You're a small man. I'm a small man. Yeah, but in comparison to so jiu-jitsu was, was brought about uh, to give the smaller guy a chance. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Listen, Diana Wilder punches on the chin, you're going out. Full stop. But if you get on Diana Wilder's back and you weigh 54 kilos and you put a, a rear naked choke on, he goes to sleep. It doesn't matter because it's, it's stopping blood flow to the brain. So it's not who can punch you, it's, 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 yeah. it's, who's, the, who's the cleverest, who's the slipperest, which in all combat sports, it's who's the cleverest. I mean, we'll, we'll probably move on to that later on, but it's about who's the cleverest. Mm. In, 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 it is. So bringing it back to you, yeah. um, you've done judo. Um, how old was you when you started judo? And the grappling side of it? Uh, young, uh, before teenagers. Right, and did you grow up doing the judo? Did you compete? No, I've I've, no. I've, I've had three competitive bouts in my life. Right, that's it. Still, I've never had, three more I've, than most. I've, I've never had one compet- competitive boxing bout. Okay, ever. What was the three competitive bouts in MMA? MMA. Yeah. Right. Two and one. Oh, I so. Do you know Lee Johnson? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The combat sport, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Smart me and Lee trained together from, we've been friends for a long, long time. And uh, he came up to me, he went, yeah, I watched this. And he's given me the UFC one. And I went, I watched it, met him, give his, give him his VHS video back, <laughs> it's on VHS, right? <laughs> and, and I went, mate, that's something else, isn't it? He said, I'm, tra- I'm training that. I went, Go on, show your eyes. Go on, mate. Honestly, I'm, I tell you, I'm training. At this time, I was doing a lot of powerlifting. Uh, I was going to start competing in powerlifting, and he went, "No, honestly, I'm trying. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm training. I do it here and I do it there." I went, "I'll do it with you." He went, "I would leave off because he said all the other boys have said it, and then no one turns up." I said, "No, listen, I'll do it with you." I said, "I'm doing that in the pubs every weekend anyway." I said, "So what's the difference? <laughs> Get paid right? for it instead." I, 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 well. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, it definitely won't. Nineteen ninety six, I'm my first MMA bout, and uh, I've been training for about three months. My first fight, 
It was on Lee has a guy called Lee Hasdell. He was the pioneer. Yeah. In in MMA in this country, he had he had hundreds of fights. Lee Hasdell in K one, uh, in Shuto. He was in Japan a lot. And then he came back here and he brought it back to us. Lovely guy. Lee Hasdell really was a good guy. Um. I went up to his amateur trials. So that's where you had, you, you, in, in these days, there was no single fights. That was all... Uh, like tournaments, tournament. yeah. Same like tournaments. I fought a heavyweight Spanish guy and I, <laughs> I was very strong and I just squashed his head. That's all I did. I got it, I pushed. I, I, <laughs> I gable-gripped and squashed his nose and head into my uh, shoulder, part of my shoulder, just pushed and pinned him like that, and he tapped from the, from the pain. And I was, listen, I was very strong, very, very strong. I'd never done the gear, but all the, boy, all the boys I was training with, I was flat out on, on the gear. It was big back then, though, wasn't it? Well, I trained in a, a gym in Asheville called Powerhouse Gym, uh, Ian Douglas. Ian Douglas was beating, make, uh, beating records into his 70s. And like in the masters and stuff, mm. and I got my friend called Lee Gray Hallward that got me so strong. I think my biggest deadlift was three eighty. <laughs> my, my bench let me down. I could only do a two hundred kilo bench, and I could squat in the freeze as well. I, I can't do a twenty kilo bench though. <laughs> I can only do two hundred kilo bench. And they're all going to me. You on the gear? I said no. I'm not on. The, I'm not on the gear, man. I swear I ain't on the gear because they're all doing like yeah, test decker, whatever, whatever they were doing. And uh, I said I'm not on the gear. So I've had that fight. Come off. Uh, the next one, it was just very similar. I just like bullet a man to pieces, yeah, <laughs> just like a, like a raging bull. <laughs> and the next guy, uh, there's a guy in this country called Shen, and he brought he was the first Brazilian jiu jitsu school. And is I had to fight it, but probably about a six foot two, 18 stone black guy, but the black guy's in good, good nick. I've been training for a month, I'm a fat pub fighter. Full stop, right? This, this is what's happened, yeah. <laughs> so I've met, I've took him, I've got him, so I can't, I've got him down. He's reversed it and he's just bouncing on, he's got both knees bouncing on my belly. I just had to tap out because I, I, I was out of breath. That's where I tapped out from. <laughs> I couldn't breathe, do you know what I mean? And, uh, from then, I thought, well, I'm going to take this a bit more serious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get at this. Yeah. And I was training with Lee Johnson is very, very good. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. And me and him used to train day in, day out. We train twice a day. And it, it, we'd train eight o'clock in the morning and then we'd go. We would travel for the best fighting training. So we, we didn't never use one gym. We was always in different gyms. A little paratrooper man called Tim Thomas. He did Sombo. Which well, that's where I did a bit of Sombo. Yeah, well. that's the um, the Russian. Uh, is yes, it, is it, it is, the, it's, it's, it's made it's famous a, by Fedor. And, uh, Fedor yeah, made he's the one that made it famous. Yeah. Is how I would know that's where. Yeah, Fedor was a he's a combat Sombo mm. and Sombo specialist. Um, so we did Sombo and Tim Thomas. It's just it's little little quite about your size, but as an ex para. 
Nuts. And he's hard. Nuts. They're he's all... hard. And in these gyms, you, you go there, no one says like hello or nothing. No one, no one, no one wants to talk to you. You know, you just get beat up. Then you go back the next week, you get beat up some more. <laughs> then six months down the line, when you're showing a little bit of thing, someone might go to you, right, mate? Then smash you, right? <laughs> so that, and that's how it goes. And it's, it's just keep going back, keep getting beat up. And then in the end, that, that you, you become part of the... Yeah, the thing. because they're so they were so used to people going in uh, and then not getting off. Because if it is Sombo and grappling is very hard, it's very it's a it's a tough it's a tough going. I think um, all well, it's humbling, and I'll 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 put this out there. Um, like I said, I, I I train with Damon now, yeah, and I boxed for a while. Uh, done different bits of boxing here, there, and I thought, okay, I'd have something. Yeah. Turns out I have nothing, and I am literally paying to get beat up. I'm literally going to his gym, paying, getting beat up, going on yeah. at the moment. With all the, ju- uh, the jiu-jitsu, the wrestling, everything involved, it's quite, it, it, for me, it's been a really good eye. Like, I'm enjoying it, but it's been a really good eye-opener to watch. Yeah. They do it with a smile on their face, though, I will say that. Yeah. They do it with a smile on their oh, face. Yeah, so it's quite, I um, I have to admit, I the it's definitely been an eye-opener having that, because I've always been interested have in both sports. No. I've seen him roll. I yeah. don't want to roll with him. <laughs> I thought, I'll cut this bit out. Like, nah. David no. fought a guy on Cage Warriors, and, it, and this guy's a Scottish fella. I can't remember his name. You'll have to ask Damon it, right? Prospect, this guy. Damon, Damon Lake. He told, he told us. Yeah, he's told he us, yeah. Damon Lake was a phenomenal MMA fighter. And this guy, a, a lump, mm. this Scottish fella, after after the fight, right? Damon won the fight. After the fight, the, the fella comes around and goes, "You took me down like a wet tracksuit." That's <laughs> yeah. This is basically saying, "Look, I should have just been a wet tracksuit." That's how you ragged me about. <laughs> Damon, Damon was very, very talented. Very, very talented. Uh, it's a shame he didn't quite get to where he should have got. Yeah, speaking to him as well, I think he. It's for him. I think he's. He's very, um, what's the word? He he, he reflects very well on his career. And yeah. I think both sides of it. I think both sides of it as well. Um, how did you get back in? How did you go from the MMA stuff then to training? What do you mean? So like training fighters? Because you're... Well, I've done all that as a kid. Yeah, so this this will go we'll go backwards in time yeah, a little bit now. I done it all that as a kid, and I got to sixteen, and I'm ba- I'm back in the boxing gym now. Um, now I never never got carded, never had no bats, just trained a lot, sparred. What gym was that? Westry. Right. Yeah, my old man. That's my old man. Had one hundred and fifteen fights for Westry. He, he he's very good. And went up. So like old Martin Hooker. Uh, all the old Westry boys, I knew them all. Um, I've got a picture indoors of the first time Westry ever opened. It's, it might even be on your phone. It's like my nan, my mum's nan, they all helped start Westry Boxing Club with this, with these guys. And my uncle Johnny Amon, he, he, 
he was one of the trainers down there right in the beginning. Um, so we did that. Then I got to about 16. And I, I was I was a bit of a kid anyway. I always had to do the naughty boy schools and this, that and the other. There's always in fights and other stuff. Then I got took away from about 16 till my early 20s for just playing up. Just I just didn't train no more. Then I got back into the training and then that's where I come to with that's when Lee Johnson showed me the the thing is the uh, the early UFC videos. yeah and then from then I, I, if, uh, MMA was my life was you hooked a, a full full ball it suited me to the ground because I can hold a shot I can seriously hold a shot right which ain't a good thing because I just had to, I've just had me I had to have a brain like the doctors have made me have a brain scan uh, 52 nearly now Ten years ago, my wife said to me, Lee, listen, stop sparring. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know Ricky Campbell? Yes. And me and Ricky, we we would do... He's a, he's a lump as well, mate. Yeah, me and Ricky we would spar eight rounds, two or three times a week, boxing. Just just boxing, not, not MMA. Because I love boxing. This is the thing, I've always loved boxing. All of my MMA fighters had to box as well. Because if you can box and you can wrestle... You're hard, you're hard nights work for anybody. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. So all all of our boys, all the boys I looked after, used to fight on Ross Minter's shows, Queensbury's. <laughs> and so, and they have fought on a few others. They fought on Pete's shows, uh, Peter Stoughton. Uh It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ben Frank, I put a few on the foot on a few of his. I don't think we've fought on anybody else. Lee Eaton's. Mm. And fought on the Eaton show as well when he was doing the EBI, and that and that's how it all, that's what it was. Every I've, I love boxing, always, always. I had, I, f- I think they're still in my mum's uh, thingy, but we got ring magazines 
back from somewhere oh man box from his twelve to his twenty six. He was born in nineteen fifty. So we've got like ring magazines from the late fifties right mm. through to nineties. You know, then then stuff started going over to mm. computers. Yeah. But uh, I absolutely loved it. And I, and I just think if you can box and wrestle, you're very, very hard work. So the um, from the training then, you trained at the uh, you started tra- um, training people at Combat Sports Academy, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So from the uh, well, we started we started that started in Maidstone. Okay. That started in Maidstone. You know why I'm saying Maidstone? Yeah. We started in a little wall there, and. Uh, you and Lee, uh, yeah, and it would be. It was always Lee's thing, but I would like get boys in and do it, and I was always there on the sidelines. And then we moved over to Strood Leisure Centre. Mm. Uh, we was in there, and Lee was. I mean, I've seen Lee sit there, and there's there's, there's no one come in, and he's had to put money into to to pay for the mat for the area for the night, and this that and the other. And then that come to around to about two thousand. To, in about 2000 he's got 40 students regularly on the mats uh, it's going well and he moved down to where, where the yeah, he's now, he's now yeah. the Alfords and that in yeah. uh, Stroud, yeah. yeah it's good gym yeah very good gym so that's where combat sports came about well from then off I was helping out with the the MMA team yeah and uh, we used to go i take a lot of the sparring. Um, Lee would look after the jiu-jitsu grappling side. I never liked jiu-jitsu. It's not, it's not a bit of me. I'm not a fan of jiu-jitsu. It, there's too many politics. Too, you can't train with that gym because they're, they're not affi- they're affiliated with Checkmate but they're, they're whatever. They're another <laughs> organisation. So the politics in it is, is holding everybody back. In my eyes, I'm sure they'll tell you that it's different. But um, I took took care of all the sparring. We used to go out. We'd go up to Southend to Team Shaw Grip. We'd go up to Jack Mason's gym in Colchester or Chelmsford. Um, up to Hiver Green with Danny Beaver. He, he, Danny Beaver's just got his pro license. He's got a few boys. He's round. Um, uh, Hither Greenway is more in what's more in from there like Crystal Palace and that kind of right yeah they, they had they got they got some good boys there. I always helped Danny with his MMA boys as well uh, he had some good MMA boys um, and that's where I started training people but we we, we, we me and Lee first started we had a boy called Keith Dace he used to train with us so it's like we weren't really his trainer but he'd train with us um, then you'd just help him do bits I take it we, like. we'd show him what to do we, we'd cornered him all the time because mm. he was really interested in fighting and he, he fought a guy on the Asdall show now this is probably 19 it's before the 2000 so it's 98, 99 and Lee Asdall put a show on he put two and a half thousand people in a venue for an MMA bout, which is pretty good going, isn't it? Mm, yeah. UFC come over here in 
and struggled to put 4,000 people on in in uh, Nottingham. Yeah, they struggled to get four thousand people. Well, he done that in 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 the before the before the two thousands. The Azels put two and a half thousand people in the venue. Keith thought on that. He put he fought a guy called Dexter Casey. Uh, Dexter Casey's from uh, Plumstead Way, I believe. He used to train Lee Murray. Oh, okay, yeah. Lee Murray used to come down and train with us regularly as well. Did he? Yeah. Oh, absolute nutcase. Oh. He's a good, I like Lee. He's a good oh, guy. Yeah. He, he shot the people. Yeah, I was going to say, I've only ever read anything about Lee Murray. But I'd, um... No, we know Lee Murray personally, and he's a good guy, but okay. he's also unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, so he, it is what it is. What he's it is. one of them people that I think when you look at, like, especially when you listen to people like Joe Rogan talk about him and stuff like that, like genuinely not scared of anyone. And he yeah, anyone, but, anything, anytime. If you're rolling with him on the mat, mm. there's no liberties. He ain't taking no liberties. He ain't got he ain't getting the hump because you've tapped him. Nothing like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We we've had we had a guy once, one of the final show, he's meant to be a bit of a fella. And he's come in one day and he's thrown all the tickets back at us. And he's gone, use lot of grasses. I'm going, hey. What are you going on about? You <laughs> use a lot of grasses, sign this, da, 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 da. and he's throwing all these tickets at us. Well, what it is, listen, it wasn't very good. And he's done, he's done like a big bundle's worth of tickets. And if he cops hiding, he's now got to right. go back on the street yeah. and he's got to earn his rep back again, hasn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But with Lee, it was, it was none of that. Lee, Lee's. He had his private rep- life and, and whatever else was separate. But in, in the gym, Lee was, <laughs> he, he was competitive. He had his rep by, uh, <laughs> obviously, the story going around him knocking out Tito Ortiz out in America. There was that. that I was going talking out. to him at Circus Tavern and he went, Lee, he ran at me like a mug. He said, I've just slipped off, <laughs> hit, him with, hit him with one shot and uh, put him over and then kicked him up and down the place. <laughs> and that's, his, that's 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 what Lee said to me. He said Lee, he ran at me like a mug, and I've just slipped off and hit him, put him over. Fair, can't, can't. I wasn't there. I can't. Yeah, say he did or he didn't. Yeah, but I knew Lee well enough to sit in. Mate, yeah, but he was Lee was a good guy, very good, very heavy handed. Mm. Very very heavy handed. But it's funny that you like. Obviously, you bring. A different view of him because Angie, which is yeah, but I didn't know him from the other side. I yeah, from the combat side. Yeah. So I've never met the guy, um, yeah. and it, my pre-perceived perception would be he will come out and be like, like really aggressive, and then but it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It was competitive. Yeah, so, but everybody. Yeah, is competitive. You know, you want you don't want to get tapped, but you know that you might you, you might as well tap and have have you. Shoulder time now. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's the point of get, getting put out? Like choked unconscious. Get choked unconscious, it's five, ten minutes wasted of your yeah. time. You might as well just tap and then try and not and to get in that position again. Yeah, yeah. How, um, how long did you train at Combat Sports Center for? How was you tra- well, a trainer there? We started, uh, well, we started it with an old boy called John Hall. Don't talk about him. No. No, John Hall was an old catch wrestler. Old doorman. 
uh, is out of South London. We, me and Lee was doing something. They started coming over, and then they took it over to there. And, and John said, "Like, pick the club up for us." So we picked the club up for him, uh, and that's when that. So it was '96. Okay. When we started training and training people, mm. you know, there was nothing. No one, there, there wasn't anything. MMA was wasn't even no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fighting in. Keith was fighting a guy. A traditional jiu-jitsu guy, right? That's what we've been told. Andy Jardine. They said, right, Keith's 17. Yeah, they said, right, I've got a traditional jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, does Keith want to fight him anyway? I said, what's his name? He went, his name's Ian Freeman. Do you know Ian Freeman? The name UFC, rings a bell. I was going to say, title. yeah, yeah, the name UFC rings a bell. Title, yeah. Right? He said, yeah, but it's, it's MMA. You don't know... Uh, Footage, no one knows no, what's going on. You're talking, you're talking like 97, 98. Mm. Right? No footage you can put out of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on, keep fighting. Come in there, there's this bald six foot fella, yeah. Why does that door? I'm not gonna say he's on juice, but he was, he was extremely good condition. Keith <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shot in, picked him up, slammed him. And then kind of panicked mm. and got caught in the guillotine. And literally that was how quick it was. Keith picked him up, dumped him quite comfortably. Keith was very good. He had, he fought another one of Lee Asdall's guys called Dave Short. And they're in the, uh, you know the MMA gloves are like four out. Yeah. He's hit Dave Short and he's cocked him in the forehead. <laughs> it's like a rocky scene. You know, like when the blood, you know, like when the blood splatters. Mm. I've got blood on, the, on my jeans, right? He's, he's opened him up through his forehead about, Six eight inches, with with like a, it's just thrown a big overhand a maker right up, and it's hit Dave Shorts in the forehead. Dave Short at the time was like number one, number two ranked heavyweight in the country. Keith stopped him. His, his forehead was open. God bloody hell! Where did um so from the combat sports then? When did you stop there and go back to boxing? Or was it intermittent that you just? No, we always boxed. Oh no! Yeah, but it's... through my MMA career, yeah, uh, through training MMA fighters, we always boxed. Did well. you have boxers with you then? No, MMA no. fighters, but we would go to uh, Terry Adderways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to because um... you've got a team of boxers now. You, you... I, I don't train, and I, I help one MMA guy called Harry Myers over because he trains with a guy that I train called John Goring. I help him with his boxing. Mm. Uh, and then we end up doing a bit of positioning and how to come off the cage and how to do this and how to do that. I got to the point where I've got, we've got, sorry, Combat Sports has got some of the best MMA fighters in the country. Yeah, we're, we've got Damon, Ty Palmer, Cole Kinslow, Craig Rooney. Ollie Mathis, Barry Russell, Tony Hall. And all of these boys, if you met them, you'd look at them and you'd think, to Bob, yeah? But they're the most politest, loveliest mm. boys that get going. But they could fight. They could seriously, seriously fight. And that's that's where it all come from. So like, like I said, sir, every boy that we had, we would be 
They'd do a lot of their mind sparring, but they'd have to box sparring mm. as well. Have to always box. Because I don't think you can tie boxing. It's okay, but they stand very upright and they leave their hips there. So if you're, if you're grappling, you, you're open to be took, took down. Whereas with a boxer, they, they, if you can use your feet, keep your hands in the right position, yeah. you, you can use that footwork to get yourself in and out of trouble with striking. Yeah. So, you know, like when you change level to sit down on the shots, that's, it's a, it, boxing and wrestling is very similar to the way that the feet work. It's because it's all about balance. If you're not balanced, you're gonna you'll get put over. If you're not balanced, you get took down quick. So if you keep your feet right, you don't lean over your, your nose, don't come over your mm. front toe, things like that. You don't like so instead of falling in on your shots, yeah. you've got to bring your feet into range to get your shots going. Then you can use your feet to get out and change level. So like when you roll out, you change level, don't you? So when you shoot, you change level. It's exactly the same one, mm. and that's where it, that's how it, that's how it transitions over. From the boxing to the MMA. Okay, so the so because um, as I remember, like obviously, I don't know you, but I've, I've the peripheral. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, on the outskirts where you trained, like Lenny Fuller, yeah, yeah, it's people like that. When did you transition from combat sport to the well, Lenny pro? Ca- Lenny the came, pro. So Joe Draper. Do you know Joe Drake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's an MMA guy, yeah. No, he wasn't. He's a boxer. Oh, okay. All right, then. There you go. Swapped it around. Joe Drake was a very good boxer. I heard of Joe being an MMA guy, I think. Yeah. That's what, yeah. But Joe before that was a boxer. And I went down, I took Ollie Mathis, Veselin, either something. He was a he's a world champion Sombo, combat Sombo fighter. He's very good. Mm. Yeah. Well, we were champion. Southpaw, uh, 61 kilos. Uh, me, Ollie, and. Uh, no, me, Ollie, and there's another. I can't even remember who the other kid is. Gone down there, do some sparring. Joe's seen what I make the boys do. Because like, these boys aren't professional fighters, but we still train like mm. we're professional fighters. Because fighting's tough. Mm isn't it? Yeah. Let's have it right. Yeah. Fighting's hard yeah. work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if you ain't, you can win a fight on fitness. Yeah. So if the other kid's a little bit better than you, but he ain't got the gas, you, you, you can tuck up, move, make him work. If you've got the brains, you can make him work. And then he burns himself out, then you, you can come back. So we've gone down there, we've done some sparring. Lenny sparred Veselin. Veselin fights at 61. Len at the time was about 80-something, yeah. <laughs> and Len's come over to me and he's gone... Because I always used to see... like I know Len's uncles and, yeah. and his mum and all that, yeah. And I, I was always going up to Len and said, Len, come on, stop messing about, mate. Look at you. you you're, you're a talented boy. So, and I was saying the same to Joe. I said, get your boxing sorted. Mm. Go and do something, you know. Stop messing about in the pubs and this, that and the other. And that, that's, that's, Len's probably 16, 17 then. Yeah. And uh, so Joe liked what I was doing with him. And Joe said, look, so what if I come over and train you every now and again? I said, as long as ask Terry, you, you're fine. If he says, yeah, yeah, do it. So Joe's come over to help his, because I, I, I also, so with wrestling, do you know Blatsy? Yeah. He wrestles. Does he? He used to. I don't know if he still does. He's he done it with uh, 
a friend of mine from Croydon, um, Raheem. David Hay. Yeah, yeah. Trained at London Shoot Fires. Yeah, yeah. He wrestled at London Shoot Fires. Didn't realise he wrestled. They though. all wrestled. Oh. So you know how many tie up? Yeah. If you tie up, if you know how to tie up, if you know how to keep your base. Yeah. Because a lot of guys, you, you, you just tie up and they can't figure it out. You know, like when you've got your glove on, you can't pull your glove out. Yeah. Well, I showed Ray Askew how to do it. I said, look, mate, look. They're all pulling. They don't, I'm not going to say it because I don't know else than that, right? But they're all pulling. They don't do it. You do it like this. I can cut it out because I'll take the advice. Well, I'll show you after, right? <laughs> yeah. I said, look, you don't, you don't pull. You do this. Went, well, look at that. Because Ray was a big influence in me becoming a professional trainer. Oh, okay. Ray was a very big influence. I shadowed Ray for quite a long time. Right, let's get back to where we were. Where was we? <laughs> So you're talking about Lenny. Um, I was saying about the boxers, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe and Joe. yeah. So Joe I was saying over, about the boxers. And that's when Joe come over, and he started doing the MMA. And he went, "Look, I, I, I'm probably going to come off the boxing. I'm going to do the MMA." I said, "Well, that's down to you, mate. That's that's whatever you've done." So I trained Joe for a couple of years, and I, and then Lenny came over. He said, "He said, look, I said, well, you've got to talk to Terry." And then Len started training with me, and he just wanted to do boxing. Mm. He, he's done. When Len knows how to wrestle, mm. he knows how to grapple because they do it. We still do what's called pummeling. You know, you know what pummeling is. Uh, you have to do it as a warm up pummel. Oh right, yeah. Well, we pummel now. Yeah, yeah, it, the, yeah. That takes in your shoulders. Yeah. So it just just gives you that, and it, and it gives you that like things. You'll see USC fighters do it. Just before they're going in yeah, the ring, and they're yeah. just warm. It's just a warm up. Yeah. They do it as a warm up. It, it, it'll get your shoulders burning. So, like for a boxer, when they're rolling around, like, you don't your shoulders burn. Mm. So, you've got to be conditioned. And then Lenny come over and he went, I'm gonna, I've got a fight with uh, Spencer Oakman. And Spencer Oakman from Dover. Big, yeah, big yeah, light heavyweight boy yeah. he was. I said, What? What are you going on about? I said, Look, you should fight at like 70 kilos. He said, nah, there's no way I'll be 70 kilos. He's, he's the best part of 90 kilos then at this point, right? But solid. Can't, yeah. He's got, he's got a tub. I yeah. can't see Len. He's got yeah. a tub, but his, Len gets massive. Right. Len's back and shoulders get really big. And it, I said, but he said, yeah, the fights are like heavy. I said, all right, yeah, that's easy. And that was 78 kilos. He's going, I was going, then you don't know you should box at like 70 kilos, right? He's going, never make it, Lee. I could never make that. And that's when I started training professional, uh, training the boxers. Yeah. So we're already boxing anyway. We, we boxed regularly yeah. all the time. All of, all of my MMA fighters were, were, were always out on the unlicensed shows. But Len was my first true, no, he wasn't my first, my first true boxer was my son. Okay. My son boxes. Uh, he's got his pro license. He's yet to box. He, he's, he's, he did all right in the amateurs. Uh, again, he's very talented, but he's like his dad, lazy as fuck. <laughs> he's just come back training, didn't he? He's just come yeah, back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just come He's only 25. He's got time. Mm. He's got enough time. He's, he's a good kid. So, Len was my first true boxer, just purest boxer. So, he was trained for this fight with Spencer Oakman. Got Len's weight down. Paul Brown come in for loads of sparring because Spencer Oakman was a big, mm. big kid. He's a lot everywhere. He's like six two three something like that. Got Paul Brown down for plenty of sparring. Got Ty Palmer down for plenty of sparring because he's a big kid. Um, 
got lent down to to weight. The fight was made at 78. Lem uh, walked in at 76. The other boys gone, come in at like 80. All right, and I've gone, well, that's no good. And this is on uh, one of Pete Stone's shows. He said, that's no good. And he went, yeah, but that ain't my fault Lem's coming. I said, it doesn't matter what Lem's coming. You've come yeah, in over. Yeah. So, you, you, so he had to go away and do that couple of kilos. And they had a proper ding donger down at um, Gibbo's yeah. place. It'd be oh, bubbling. Yeah, bubbling. Yeah, yeah. Gibbs place. It was gallery, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had a proper ding dong in there. It was a great fight. Len won that. I said, look, stop messing about, mate. Let's just go for it. I said, we'll have one more. And we picked another hard fight down. No, we didn't. <laughs> we picked another We picked another fight down in uh, Folkestone. Hmm. On, again, one of Pete shows who does it with uh, Wayne Morley and he's come out and this kid's said his name something else but he's come out with a pair of shorts on with someone else's name on it so you're already thinking it's cloaking, wasn't it? it was yeah he was black boy yeah then put him over the first yeah. shot I remember that so I said to him mate put in for your license we're already training down with Ray mm. yeah we were down with Ray regular. Um, was that Sheerness or? Sheerness, yeah. And then, and then, then we went to the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Mills' dungeon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Mills' dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just... I just. I was lost. training down there when you were down there. Was that? Yeah. I lost the passion. That's how memorable I was. <laughs> yeah, I can't listen. You're, That's how I'll, you'll probably see me in August, yeah? <laughs> I walk past you because I'm just I don't even know what's going on half the time. It's all right. My mind's just always contemplating on like how to make this better and how to get that better and what next move we're going to move with this boy and what's we're going to do. Mm. With this. My my wife, mate, she's the greatest thing in the world. I've been with her for coming on thirty years and I've lived and breathed combat sports. That's all I've ever done. And I, I got married. Yeah. And on our honeymoon, I took Sam Dicklock up to Colchester to have a fight. That's the day after we got married. Now, listen, I shouldn't laugh at that because I shouldn't do stuff like that. No. I should be putting the family first, but I've, I've... It's good when you've got... It's still good, you're in it. Oh, I'm, I'm, like, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm being tested now for ADHD. Yeah, I'm, I'm 52 years old and I reckon now I've got ADHD. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's horrible because it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not a nice thing left on... It, unmanaged it's good though you say about not laughing but it's good also when family like or partners and stuff support and oh, no, I don't support it oh she right. excuse me I'll take that one I'll take that one back say you're the worst dad in the world but you're the best granddad ever because <laughs> <laughs> the same thing they, they've got like birthdays and I'm at a fire that is, that is, listen this is what I do this is me this, mm. is, this is what I've always done I trained before I met Crane I was training I was in the gym four times five times a week you know what I mean before before anything everything was always just training training mm. training that's all we ever did so you said you were gonna you lost passion I lost it. I lost the, I lost the love of MMA and, and at this point I still got some good fires um, Tony Hall, what a kid that boy was. 
is just like this big, long range kid. So tough. So tough. Um, Damon, I think, was done by then. Ty Palmer, I think, was done by then. Ollie Mathis was still going. He broke his leg. What's this bit here of your leg called? No, uh, this bit here of your leg called? Uh, your, is it tibular? The, the shin, basically. The shin, yeah. It's a tibular fibula. It's tib or fib. It's he, one or the other. But he fought a boy called Nathan Rose on Bama. Yeah. On telly. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, Big, Wembley Arena. Yeah, yeah. He fought uh, one of Jimmy Manoir's boys. Okay. So he... Nathan Rose threw a leg kick within the first five seconds, broke his leg. Ollie finished all three rounds. He finished all three rounds. Ain't a lie. What, on a broken leg? On a broken leg. Fucking <laughs> Built different. It, it, Just built different. But you meet this boy, you meet this boy, and honestly, he's so, so polite. He's, but he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very, very easy to work with. Mm. Wash your weight, bang, is clay. Joe Drake was the same. Yeah. Wash your weight, bang, they're on it. What have you done? I've done this run, I've done this training session, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Len's different, gravy. Len will train really, really hard. What a fat peak. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that boy. <laughs> that boy, within two days, has gone up like nine kilos. <laughs> Oh, He's a man after my own heart. Oh, so. I don't even know he does it. it. Just he eats and it just goes to his shoulders and his back. <laughs> it just gets huge. And it ain't like a big pot belly. It's like his shoulders and his back just get massive. Like I said, I was down when you were down at Mick Mills Gym. I was down there. Yeah. I only ever heard good things about you, um, and I only ever thought you was the boxing side. I didn't realise you did the combat sports side yeah. until well, I had Damon at on. that point I said like the passion for him had left me because mm. the UFC is probably the best thing for martial, for mixed martial arts at the same time it's the worst thing yes because they've monopolised the sport you like all these all these people I'm mentioning yeah they've all got to go and do jobs flat out yeah they're like you're, t- what is it? I think they reckon one percent of boxers make enough money not to. to, to that not don't to, surprise not, me. I think it's one percent of boxers make enough money to retire on, mm. right? <sighs> Mate, you can't be a professional MMA fighter. It's, it's, there's no thing as a professional MMA fighter. No, you're working, and well, let's have it. Let's have it like this. If you're doing, if you're having your first professional boxing bout. And you do two hundred tickets. You're probably having four or five times more money than someone who's in their tenth professional MMA fight. How can that be right? Yeah, true. Yeah, the ticket deal. Even with and the boxing, obviously, we know the way that boxing works. Professional is you have to sell three thousand pounds say worth of tickets. One thousand goes on the opponent. One thousand on the house, and then the rest. Yeah. It's your, and it's 50 50. Well, no, so even, it's, it, like, it's, it's just even it, gone up now. Because, oh, is it? it yeah, and, since, I mean, since COVID's happened, it's, it's, it's that was just a killed it, man. Re, what the small hall shows and small stuff. Hall shows are struggling. We were, we were talking about like a BBC or an ITV should pick up 
go to well, these small Tuesday, didn't they? Yeah, no, that's what was me. Yeah, Ray, Ray. When we had Ray on, he was speaking about um, the Wednesday nights, yeah. the small halls. Why I don't understand, and that you can have that with MMA as well. So I know, um, what's it, maybe, Bella tours on. Maybe so, because don't forget this one. They kept going on about MMA as the fastest ground sport, this, that, and the other. But it's all hype. It's all, yeah. it's all sales techniques. The, one thing the Gracie family was very good at is marketing. Hmm. So now if you say you grapple, they go, oh, you do jiu-jitsu. No, I'm a grappler. I do catch wrestling. You do grappling, yeah? You don't know what catch wrestling is, do you? Yeah. That's what I mean. Everybody thinks and grappling is jiu-jitsu. Damon corrected me with that as well. Last time, he's corrected me with that. He he said the same as you there. I'm a catch wrestler. Mm. Catch wrestling is a heavy top down. So if you're going to fight MMA, a lot of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys have got a good bottom game. Mm. So they're good at fighting off their backs. Um, Whereas a catch wrestler, they they want to be heavy smashing. Mm. They always want to be on top smashing down. A bit like Khabib. Long Habib, yeah, Magomedov, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got a he's got a very very heavy top game. The way he turks a leg mm. for control, um, things like that. It's so difficult. And then you've then you can tie up and start smashing with one hand. It's demoralising. The, the way I used to tell the boys is, listen, don't be in a rush. It's position first, then start taking that man's will. Chip away at that man's will. So by the last round, he's thinking, "Look, I've done everything I can do it, and it's just, it's just, it's on me again." Mm. And I'm in the same place. I'm getting beaten. So you've got to chip away, chip away at the man, and that goes to the same for the boxing. Mm. So like in a four round, it's slightly different with the pros. It's not as you don't settle down so much. It's it's a, it's a bit quicker, isn't it? Yeah, you know. But once you start doing eights, tens, and twelves, you've got time. Mm. You can have two or three rounds, just having a look, like look faint, see which way he goes. If you faint this way, does he? Did, what, what, what does he constantly do? Where does he go to? Does he change level? Does he drop off to the left? Does he drop off to the right? Does when he drop off, does he lo- leave one hand low? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you want, that's what your first couple of rounds are going to do. You're going to start reading, then you're going to start implementing other stuff. But it's. It's, I just I love the I love the thought process of it. Mm. I love the intelligence of it. So with you, you're training Lenny and Joe. Did you train? Is there anyone else that come and joins you now for the boxing, or is it just uh, you just concentrating on? Well, from there, because you was at Evolution at one point, weren't you? That's when we but, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we so I've got I've got Len. And I've got Joe. I'm still training Joe. I'm still training a few of the MA fighters. Um, Len's gone up in front of the board to get his pro license. And he got it. So, what, how it's all come about, I said to him, Len, look, come, mate. Have a go. You, you're, you're good enough. Have a go. And um, some people will go, well, how do you know he's good enough? You, you train him in MA fighters. You, mm. ain't, you ain't even had a boxing bout. You know what I mean? You're that snobbery. That's it. I'm not. I don't. I don't it, I'm very. My shoulders are very broad. Mm. I don't actually care what no one says. The proof is in the pudding. I turn out decent fighters. You tell me I don't, and, and we're all right. You know what I mean? But whatever I say to you now, if I keep putting kids out and they lose, 
I could tell you I'm the best trainer in the world, couldn't I? If I keep putting kids out in there, yeah, that speaks for itself. It's about the results, yeah. isn't it? It's about results. Yeah. So Len, Len's done that, and we're down with Ray and Sam, and I said to Sam, uh, Ray, I might get my pro license, Ryan. He went, Lee, that'd be a great idea. That'd be very, uh, yeah. He said, you, you will uh, help the boxers massively. So I shadowed Ray. We, like, we went to shows with him, and at this point, he's got Danny, Martin, Charlie, uh, Dave Jones. Yeah, it was a stable of them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Had, uh, Ollie Edwards as well. Ollie was still yeah. there. He had but, quite a good stable. Yeah, because I took Joe down to spar Ollie Edwards. Uh, I hope Joe don't mind me saying it's going to show him up a little bit. Joe Drake was one of the most talented fighters you ever gonna meet. Yeah, but that boy got so nervous before fights, it's unbelievable. And when I said I'm gonna take him down to spar Ollie Edwards, he's he's I've met him in the night. He's gonna lay. I've, I've texted out about 20 different texts to send to you to why not to go tonight and he said <laughs> but I couldn't send any of them he said oh, mate do you think I'll be alright I said listen I took Ricky down into sparring a little while ago I know you'll be alright yeah, and, and I said you, you've got to understand look with my thing with all my fighters if you put if you ask me to train her, that means you've put your life in my hands Yeah. so I'll make sure that you're alright it's as simple as that. Hmm. I mean, it's it's such a. Some people just train boys, get the money. And then get yeah, off we've we, we've heard, and then we see, we hear and see things. With me, it's not. You, if if you've chosen me to be your trainer, your life is in my hands. I don't want to go to your family and say, oh, this that, and the other. I don't want to go. I don't want to look at you in. 30 years time and all you'll do is dribbling on your grandchildren or your grandchildren's yeah. brain is punched out <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah you got, you got to know when to tell people it's enough as well yeah which is hard it's which is hard difficult. yeah that is it like that, that's a good I think that's a really good point when you look and you go enough's enough yeah. let it be so Len Len got his licence he had three fights I'm his trainer don't know what I meant to say that because I didn't have a licence I still ain't got my license, I can't be bothered. Right. <laughs> Ray, Ray and Sam are taking him out and he's going, fucking, sorry, sure. He said, hey, get your license. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. It's one of those you can swear what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, he said, get your license, will you? And, because uh, we're working with Joe, we went down to Brompton. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how it happened. We went down to Brompton and, uh, Done a little training session because Ray's training down at Brompton now as well. And um talking to Joe, well feed, and I went, right, I'm on Arms Lee, this is Lenny, he wants he's gonna do his thing, he's going up, he's up in front of the ball, blah blah blah, duh, 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 duh. and he just must have been thinking, the fucking what's going on here? You've got some old fat wrestler and some little gypsy, right? <laughs> some little fat <laughs> gypsy. The old bad you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Some old fat wrestler, some little gypsy telling me how good he's going to be. And, and, and this, that, and the other. And he, must, he must have gone through his head, right? And anyway, come away from that. Uh, Len's got it. Simon Joe. And Joe done him well. Looked after yeah. Lenny really well. The only pro- the, the problem is with, with Joe is he looks after his boys too much. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't like. First fight, 
for Len, lovely. Mm. Yeah, nice little warm up fight. And I always asked, I played it, we played a tricky little game, yeah. And I said to Len, don't put no one over. Never ever put no one over. Get all the rounds in. Because he's not, he's, I ain't got no name in boxing. Yeah. Len's got no pedigree in boxing. I said, don't put no one over. And he boxed. He was an half decent kid as well, wasn't he? At, what, the for, month? For his debut? Yeah. Yeah. And then put him over. And he's looking at me. <laughs> No, like, like, the scene from Snatch. Then he took his foot off the gas for the last two rounds. He's put him over in a second, and he could have put him away. He's, he was, he, he, but he took his foot off the gas. He boxed to orders. It's lovely. The next, the next fight, which um, we're, we're training, Joe goes right. They want someone to spar Luke Campbell. All right, no worries. So we're throwing up now. Len's done. Eight rounds with Luke Campbell. Barry McGuigan's come over to us. He's gone, right, Len, how many boxing bouts you had? He said, one. He said, how many amateurs? He said, he said the number. He said, I lost most of them, though. He said, all right. Then he went to me, what are you doing, mate? He said, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. And he's, he's looking at us, and he must have been thinking, are you still taking the piss or what? <laughs> all right. Because Len's just give Luke Campbell all the trouble in the world that he yeah. needed. Yeah. Good sparring. Very, very good yeah. sparring. And Luke Campbell's must have Yeah. What's a lovely yeah. boy. Yeah. Lovely, real lovely, a lovely, lovely boy. Right. And then he's gone, he's looked at me, I went to him, do you do anything, mate? Right. And he's gone, oh, I did a bit. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> then he's gone, look, I could do you coming back for Luke. And then, and then it was for the Mendy rematch. When he, cause yeah, he lost. He, yeah, he, he got, lost first yeah. one, beat him in the second one. We ended up going, by going back and doing loads of rounds with Luke Campbell. And off the back of that, Barry McGuigan's gone, look, Len, I'm going to put you on the show. He said, but this is your opponent, Kevin McCauley. Do you know Kevin McCauley? Name rings a bell. What mm. a hard, what a hard man. What a hard man Kevin McCauley is. He's one of them, you know, um, I listened to Ray talking about Johnny Graves and like yeah yeah. Uh, someone said something about William Wal- uh Louis Green said something about Will- William Warburton. Mm. Kevin McCall is one of them. Right, okay. You give him the ump, mate. Yeah, and he'll come after you. And he has put prospects over. Full stop. He's put prospects over. So his first one, I'm going to him. Right, don't put no one over. Yeah, because I want to. I want to. I want a little... We're playing a game. Yeah, yeah. We're playing a game until we get 50-50 boys that are going to come, yeah. come forward. On paper, it didn't look like Len's a puncher. So, get Kevin McCauley. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the changing room. He's going... The, the whip's come around. Oh, I, don't know who's beat, I don't know who's boxing Kev's tonight, but we're in for trouble. He said he's really fit. He's got a new girlfriend. He's going, oh, like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he's got impression in front of the new so, missus. So... Is Len's box Kevin McCall is coming off. It's only a four rounder. This is his second fight. Someone's gone to Len and someone also said to Len, You boxing Kevin McCall? He went, Yeah, he said, How many fights? It's my second. He said, You boxing Kevin McCall in your second fight? He went, Yeah, he said, Who's your manager? And they don't know what they're doing. Right? So he's boxed Kevin McCall, blah, 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 da, da, da. I said to them, listen, lure you on, he hits the ropes, he throws a big hand, he throws a big this and he throws a big that. Just box it mid to long, yeah? 
and just be ready for them over and rights. And because that's what that's just, that's his thing. I've watched Kevin McCall and I think Len beats him. And it was a 50 50 fight. Mm. It weren't, this weren't no like German come and they don't yeah, have to yeah, do yeah. nothing. This is a 50 50 fight. Len, in the last round, Lennon's hit him with this uppercut, mate. I'm not lying to you. The, the blood and the snot and stuff's coming out of Kevin all over the place. If it was a six round, they wouldn't have made it through it. And Len's absolutely bashed life out of Kevin McCall in that fight. But it was, it was a cracker. Again, I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I, it, I'm, I've sneaked in, I ain't got no finger. So I've sneaked <laughs> in, I'm next to Ray. So, like, yeah. so uh, <laughs> then he has like his third fight. I can't even remember his third fight it was. And because boxing ain't been good, to, Len, boxing ain't been good to Len. No, no, it ain't. Well, you see, you've done the boxer series, and but then we got the ultimate boxer. Yeah, God, we went to that boxer. Then we got boxer. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we went yeah. to it, and he um, we we went up there through. Let's drift off to Len, and we go backwards and forwards in time, can't we? We're all right with that. Yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. So. I can't even remember what Len's re- uh, uh, thing is. But we go to the ultimate box. We go to Boxer. Um, Joe's gone, right, they've got space here for Len on Boxer. I said, yeah, brilliant, we'll do it. Now you're looking at Len's record, of course we've got a spot for him because he ain't a puncher. Mm. And he's really... Dad, the Irish lad on, wasn't it? The Irish Olympian. That's the he one. Like, realistically, Len's a welter. And he's fighting that because it's, it is what it is. He's fighting that uh, light middle. Len's a welter. If he really tried, he probably could make a uh, light welter. But he's a welter. Now, in this, is light middle. And there was a lad, and it's a few pounds over the light middle thingy because it's the boxer tournament. Now, you're looking at Len's record. He's not, he's not a puncher. He's boxed no one of no. Yeah. Brilliant, have him on. Mm. Stephen Donnelly, the whole show was made. For yeah, him. you can tell. That's what we said, yeah. wasn't it? Listen, you can tell. We we got there. We weren't looked after bad. Everyone's there. Come on, Stephen. Come through to the green room. Stephen's picked up in a in a, in a motor and dropped off. And this, yeah, and, right. and, and everyone else got to make their own way. And this has got to happen, and that's got to happen. And then we get to talk. He was, he was a nice enough fella. Mm. Don't get me wrong. He was, he was a nice enough fella. But we get talking to him. So how many tickets you do? He said, none. I said, what? Because everyone had to do like a minimum of five grand worth of tickets to box on there. Didn't know that. Yeah. That was that's before this new format. Because mm. that's you selling so many tickets is what covered the purse. Yeah. Because it was they made out like it's fifty grand, it weren't, it's fifty grand split between the boxers. So the lowest pay was two grand and the highest pay Pain, was yeah. uh yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that was the first one. It's not now. No, it's different. Mm. The first ones was done like that. So, talking to Stephen, how many tickets have you done? I said, none. And Lee Eaton's looking after um, Stephen Donnelly. He was signing him to the at the time. And we're good friends with Lee. Mm. And he's going, yeah, yeah, my box has got this. I said, yeah, you wait till you, your box gets put over, blah, 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 <laughs> and this and that. So, we're having a good crack. Then they've let, like I say, then they've let go that they ain't got to do a ticket. So, straight away, me and then onto that bench, we're on, bang, like that. Oi, what's this? Yeah, we're doing no tickets. Len's done a good chunk of tickets. Mm. Uh, this, that, and the other. 
This, that, and the other. We want two hotel rooms in that uh, hotel in the Continental at the back of the O2. They're like fucking 400 quid a night hotel rooms, <laughs> aren't they? And it's, it's, oh, look, we can't. Did, did, uh, I'm like, my box. Right? It's, After it's, all it's, everything. This is what Lens this is what Lens got to. So I like my boxing. So you go. And then in the end, yeah, it gives two rooms. So it gives these two rooms. Because we know that they're, they're playing games. Yeah. They're playing games. They're, they're, everything's out of Stephen Donnelly. We shared, we shared the changing room with Stephen Donnelly all the way through the fight and all. From the from the first from the first round to the, to the final, really? Right. Yeah. Oh, listen, great crack. Yeah, great crack. Them Irish boys were the that was good. That was good. Good crack. Yeah. We're in there. We've got little Jimmy Peckham. Mark yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. We're firing, man. We are absolutely firing. Having to keep Len calm, but we're off. We're making so much noise in this gaff. We're murder for a bit of uh, dramas and changing rooms. <laughs> It's always the same through the MMA days as well. Um, but we're, we're all over the place. And then, then he's got to come out with the, the badger slayer. Yeah. I, I was brought up in a trailer with no windows, me. That's why I'm so hard. I like fuck badgers and stuff like that, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm to Buncey. It's like, oh, God, Len. And then, so that, that's all gone. And then, so now it's the final. And they've gone, right, which one of you's got to, got to leave the changing rooms? And we went, we ain't going. And Donnelly's going, well, we ain't going. They're like, that's right then. We'll all stand here and warm up then, won't we? We're all in the same changing room. about the same size as this warming up. They're just about to go and fight each other. And I said to them, listen, I don't think you're going to beat this boy on kids, um, on points. It's, this is like designed... For him. For him. Yeah. I said, you're going to struggle to beat this boy on points. He said, well, I've got him a shield. Yeah. He said, I'm going to go after him. Props, props. Yeah. So I'm going after him, and that's it. And Ian John Lewis was the ref for that. And give Ian John Lewis his props. He gave Len every chance. We was very close to putting the towel mm. in anyway. But Ian said it was time, and, it, and he and he stopped it. Ian Donnelly's a big man. It, if you looked, yeah, you looked at him would, and Len when they're yeah, swear, this, you can see the, the size, size difference, the difference. Yeah. He's difference. also the pedigree I think it's not like the, the pedigree and he's, every, done, he's done all them the, five the, fights yeah, in one day things he's done all them tournaments in, in, the, in the Olympics in the in the, yeah. in the world and all that, that and that, that, what's the other World Series yeah. amateur yeah. thing he's done all them but Len you can't you, could, you can't lose on that ultimate boxer he's, he's got He's got a, a, everyone goes on about the badger slayer. I know he lost the final, but mm. everyone goes, Stephen Donnelly didn't box after that, I don't think. No, I don't remember hearing about mm. him. He had a little bit of a tiff on, on Twitter with, oh, I don't even know, I can't remember how to pronounce his name, Keevan Ajanu, Black Thunder. Do you know him? He was at the iBox, Black Thunder. Oh, a little, uh, a, I think he's a mixed race boy from Dublin. Well, oh, but he's, Grant Dennis has just fought Grant him. Dennis just boxed him, yeah. Could, the lad that Grant Dennis has just fought. What, up in Dublin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, him and that, <laughs> that uh, Stephen Donnelly's had a bit of a row over Twitter, and <laughs> Stephen Donnelly's gone and put the wrong, like a racial slur on there. Right. And, and it's just fucked his career full stop. I think I remember this. I didn't realise it was... Um, yeah. Him that yeah, that Stephen Donnelly wanted to box that Keevan and mm. I can't. I've done it. Black Thunder. Yeah, Black yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. So we've 
that in league, what's uh, what are you currently doing at the moment? Still working with Lynn. Mm-hmm. Like I say, the COVID really didn't do Lynn no favours. So after that open box, mm. he boxed Berman Sanchez. I went up and watched Berman box Louis Green. And I said to Joe, I want Berman Sanchez, because I always used to put the opponents across to Joe. We worked together. Yeah. But I, I, like Joe's, he's very easy to work with. And I said, I, w- I want Lynn to box Berman Sanchez. I said, because we're looking at our area titles. This is... Uh, 2020 hmm. I said we're looking at area title next and he's come back because he's gone right I can get someone a little bit easier I said no you're not, you're not listening to I said I've just watched Louis box him and that was a good fight and Louis cut him at the end of the sixth and he couldn't come out for the seventh Berman and I said that's going to be a good fight for him because hmm. at that point Berman wasn't a, a journeyman Berman was just on the decline of yeah his, the of cusp his, yeah yeah he's now more of a gatekeeper mm. than a journeyman so Joe's agreed to it and we've boxed Berman and then outboxed him and like I think at that point Berman's record something like 29 wins something losses 21 by stoppage right that was Berman's record and I'm done and I said to Len right same thing, mid to sh- mid to long range boxing. Stick to him, this that and the other. Watch his left hook. He's got a very very good left hook. He caught Len the left hook as well, and uh, Len outboxed him, just mm. totally outclassing because Len's feet are amazing. And then Mickey Collier comes stomping round and said, "Len, I'm putting you forward for the area title, maybe the Commonwealth next." And that was February 2020. And then we went then into COVID hit. In COVID. And yeah. that's what's done all of them. That's done Len, no favours, and it basically finished Danny and Charlie. Mm. Because they was at the age where they should be pushing on through them yeah. three years, and they can't have all that to like take a back step. We've had Charlie on, um, and I think he's... He, uh, I didn't think about like that, but he spoke about his focus. He's, he's an all-or-nothing person. Yeah. So if he's... And I imagine then you're saying that when it's gone lockdown, it, it's nothing. Well, when they retired, I ended up with Danny and Charlie. Oh, okay. They're kind of like, we kind of just gravitate towards like... I'm, Danny, I'm, Danny is unhinged. I'm still trying <laughs> to funny. Danny now. He is funny. Come back to me a lot, isn't it? Hmm. He's... Oh yeah, oh, I've seen the post. I did say that yeah. he's down. I'm fucking, I'm far too fat and old to be boxing because Dan, Dan is good. Mm. Dan is very, very good, and we got in that area title chant, uh, chance, and on true Danny Channon style, he never listened to a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's always telling me he's a big suit of middleweight. And I said, mate, you, you're not. You're a light middle. I'm a big suit of middle. You ain't. You're the, Charlie's the same. You're Stupid hunting man, Charlie, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're big superheroes. Just leave me alone, boys. He's one of them. Um, he done right in that fight with Aaron Sutton. Aaron Sutton's a very good kid. Mm. There were shots in that fight that I've watched Danny walk through. Uh, jo- not Joe Hughes. Somebody Hughes. Looks a bit like Canelo from Nottingham. He was an unbeaten kid at the time, and Danny went up to box him, and they had a proper go. 
Steve? Steve Hughes? No. Might not even be Hughes. All I know is I had a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we're not sparred Billy Joe Saunders the day before. So we flew up to Sheffield, sparred Billy Joe Saunders, come back, stopped in Nottingham, had a bit of a crack that night, and then went over and watched Danny uh, box in the evening. And, yeah, and, the, and the shots he was taking there, but the shots he took from Alan Sutton were hurting him and they wasn't the shots they were three years ago. Mm. So we, it, it comes to the point of um, you, 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 you start, it's going to start leaving you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't just rely on toughness constantly. Yeah. But Danny can really seriously box. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've sparred with him, and it's like. But he tries too hard. He's always trying to load his shots like this. Now, when I'm starting, I'm fucking now. I'm starting to get through to him now. What is he? He's he's finished. (laughs) He's been (laughs) It's funny because I sparred him, and he didn't take the piss at me. He didn't take the piss. He didn't load up shots. He was actually. You'd, you'd have probably been actually that was alright <laughs> do you know what I mean so then was always sparring Danny and Charlie and they'd come back to me and go what have I done to these two why don't they just <laughs> kill me do you know what I mean it's, it is, it's just good stuff and then yeah so Len Box Berman Sanchez got to that point and, it, and it's just it, it didn't the, mm. the, it's, it's brought him out and then he just had a, an issue with his licence where he didn't disclose a medical issue from 2014, but it wasn't a boxer in 2014, so we didn't know it to be done. But that's now all done. He's got his license back now, so and he's back on the scene, isn't he? Well, he needs to either do it now or do something else. Right, okay. Because he'll be f- he's 29 this year. I think he's 29 next week, and then he's got the miles on the clock. Mm. You know, he ain't he ain't, he ain't had hard. A hard career. He's got the miles on the clock. People don't see what we see. Now, no, it's, it's only sparring. Mm. In his first spar, after his first professional fight, he's sparring Luke Campbell. We've got silly comments. Why are you going to spar him? He's a lightweight. Well, Len was weighing 71 and a half kilos. Luke Campbell was jumping on the scales at 68 and a half. There ain't a lot of difference no, in weight. But Luke, they know what to do to get to weight. Uh, Robbie Davis Jr. Mm. Len sparred him. That was a very good spar. And Len walked out smiling. Robbie didn't. Um, make that what you will. Make that as you will. He's done hundreds of rounds with Denzel Bentley. Mm. And they're good spars. And Denzel, Denzel Bentley a lot heavy? Denzel Bentley's a middleweight. Just, oh, box, just boxing him. Yeah. Young back. Yeah, yeah, title. yeah. And Denzel, again, is a lovely kid and he's a super talented boy. And his two losses are, is Felix Cash and uh, Yangback. And everyone, and he's, he destroys everybody else. Mm. And let him and Len spar loads. Spar loads. I've seen Len spar Anthony Fowler. He's Len just retired. Anthony, yeah, he's just, is it, yeah. He's retired. He, he spar, Len sparred Anthony Fowler and looked really good. Charlie sparred Anthony Fowler. Hit him with a body shot. You know that? When it leaves the wind, it's Charlie hit him with a good body shot. It's only sparring. There is no malice. We're not taking nothing from this. But I'm I'm seeing what these boys are doing in spars. But some people get the chances and some people don't. But now, now I've got uh, a young Bulgarian boy called Radon. 
another young boy called Brooklyn Tilly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My boy. He's just boy, signed for Steve Goodman, isn't he? He's just signed for Goodman. He done the uh, boxer and all. Yes, he did. Yes, I, he thought, did. I thought he won the first round, but uh, the first fight, but we ain't yeah. screaming no robberies and this, that, and the other. It is what it is. Again, he ain't lost nothing, but the thing that got to me was they kept going, oh, yeah, this is an MMA fight, turning over to boxing. He's had 16. That was when he was on, uh, that was when it was Sky, wasn't it? When yeah. it had gone from BT to he's Sky. He's never had two MMA fights. Right. He's, he's had like 20-something-plus boxing mm. bouts. It's not, it's not an MMA fight. Because I always yeah. told I trained Brooklyn since it's been a full team. I said to him, stick to the stand-up. You're better at the stand-up. So we had two MMA fights. And one of them was a travelling boy called Henry Howard from around the Graves. Was it Henry? Yes, Henry from around Graves MY. And that was probably one of the best. That was a very, very good MMA fight. Two, two boys, 16 years old. And it, it could have been the technical ability in both of them. Was was amazing, you know. You could have watched that on the UFC, mm. on a better tour, <clears> on, on any show. Yeah, and you'd have thought that wouldn't have been out of place on there. He had a few uh, K one kickboxing kind of fights, but his majority, his, his main thing was boxing. Mm. He boxed over at Snodland with Mark West. Okay, yeah, Westy took him, and then. He wanted to go pro and he came over. So you've got a stable of boxers now. I've got, I've got four or five, which I think is a nice number. We did have, to, we we, had, we got up to some because I do everything with a little guy, uh, Chris Lemontine. Okay, he's a little angry dreadlock man, pain in the ass. I know, yeah. yeah. Do you, you, do you see him at I've, 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 He's a, he's a dark hair. Mm. Dyes that. Yeah, dyes his hair. <laughs> Tony dyes his hair if anyone's asking. <laughs> <laughs> we give him some shit over there. He don't dye his hair, but his hair's jet black and we keep going, come on, Tom, stop dying your hair, mate. I mean, you're not 60 something years old. People are going to cotton on in a minute. You're dying your hair. He hates it. <laughs> no. We. I took Joe up to get his license. Because Joe, Joe, was doing, Joe was a good MMA fighter, very good MMA fighter, mm. but he's, he was a better boxer. So we are... Uh, because he did a tournament, didn't he? He did the EBA tournament. Yeah, he won that, didn't he? He won that. Yeah, he, beat, he beat some boy that shouldn't have really been there. He lasted like 53 seconds. He beat another kid who was the favourite. But everyone else had missed this other kid. This other kid was... A seventy-bout amateur boy that who Joe boxed in the final. Mm. He's a seventy-bout amateur boy. I think he's a couple of times national champion as well. Everyone's focusing on this Max Felton kid who could do a lot of tickets. Yeah. So you know yourself in the nice thing. Yeah. It looks after you, but Joe Joe is a big puncher, a serious, a seriously big puncher. So he hit him first round, hurt uh, him. 
I think you give him a standing eight in the first. In the second round, he's hit him again. He's turned his back. And as he's turned his back, Joe's just brought this big right up. Come round. Cleaned him. Just absolutely cleaned him. And then the last fight was with, this, with that other kid. Because oh, Joe focused on that Max Felton. Because like I say, Joe gets very nervous like, with fights. And Joe's focused on that Max Felton. Because I ain't said nothing about this other kid. Because I know this other kid's class. Mm. And it, Joe gives the other kid a standing eight in each round. So he's done. You're on two and a half bands. Yeah, nice. On two and a half bands. And then, because he, he sparred, someone was just about to box for a, a European title in the same weight category as Joe was boxing. And he's half bashed them up. And I said to him, come on, mate. Let's go and get your pro license. Yeah. This, you, you are a very good MMA mm. fighter, I said. But you know there's no money in MMA. There's no, there's, there's no money there. I said, and the ability that you, you that you are, you, you're you're going to earn a few quid at the boxing. Mm. So he's agreed to that. He went up there, and the, and the ball turned him down because he didn't have no amateur record. Didn't they do a trial yeah. like they do normally? They said they don't do trials anymore. No so that's why it's like it's a trial. Well, right? I took Rado up for a trial not long after that. Really? Well, you can't argue with the ball, can you? No. It's like fucking Alan Sugar up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking scares the life out of you. I get, I get what they're doing. They're trying to, they're trying to protect boxing, but it's, it's, it was a travesty for boxing because Joe, Joe can really box, mm. really box. And it, and then I watched, I watched his bounce, and I said to him, look, that that boy there that he's just given for standing eight to three times, he's a seventy bout amateur kid. I said, yeah. he's got two or three times national champion, I think the kid was. I said, so he ain't no idiot. He said, yeah, we can't judge it on unlicensed fights. Which is and that just, that broke John. That, that's like he, had, he went and had one amateur fight. And amateur fights don't start don't suit John. Joe's got an engine. Yeah, he, he starts mm. and then he gets going. You know, what I mean by by round six he's still he'll he'll still be punching as many times as he would in round twelve as he would in round one. Yeah, he can just go mm. forever. And that amateur stuff was no good to him. It's a tap, 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 tap. Yeah, you're not sitting down, are you? Not sitting down, no. with punches. No. So, um, so that's you, you've got your four or five lads now. Yeah. And that's what you're doing now at your gym. We're back at Evolution. Yeah. We was over at Kent Gloves because uh, when the COVID hit, Evolution weren't allowed to open. No. And I give Bim a text, uh, David Shepherd. I give him a text and said, "Is it alright if we use the gym?" A few of us. I said, "We're elite athletes, and they're allowed to train." He said, "Yeah, that's fine." I said, "Look, we can do without anyone else being in there." And he said, "No, no, there's no one using the gym." So he give us free run of the gym. Hmm. I think the boys had to pay ten or a week each. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Which is is good as gold. And we stayed there for a long time, but they're busy. They're very busy, hmm. and it's. I will say this if. If there's anybody in, you know, that's listening to this and they want to get their kids into an amateur club, go to Kent Gloves. That man put so much time into his fighters. He will run you up and down the country, not just for bats, for sparring, for mm. anything. He has dedicated. That's why his club is doing so well. His daughter, Nancy, who's going to... She's just won the Aragay Box Cup and got female box junior boxer. Oh, wow. And she is class, mm. Southport. His boy's very good and all. But he likes 
to party a little bit more. <laughs> and then they've got a younger brother called Henry, and he's going to be tidy and all. But Nancy's going to, if she sticks at it, she's got some boxing IQ. She really, she especially as women, boxing's on their it's, trajectory. It's, it's now in a yeah. position where, where she can go forward. Yeah, yeah. which know? is good. Which is good. We was helping a girl called Lily May from Overmateston. She's won a few box cups and this that and the other. She boxed for Westry, uh, Maitland Boxing Club. She went down to tenth of them. Um, she, I think she was eighteen the other week. We was we was training her for a little bit. She ain't been in for a while, but we we've been a little bit hit and miss over the last few months because nothing's really going on. Right. But now Brooklyn Simon Finney, he's he's out in September. Mm. Rado's out in September. Um I've got to get my boy fit. And the other couple just need to get in more. Get back into it. Yeah, Danny's Danny's in with us. Yeah. But I just said to him, listen, what we'll do is we're gonna have a bit of fun in the unlicensed. So instead of just like everything being there, but then he's gone back to being Danny. I want to fight this fella. I don't want to do this. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, come on, Danny. Danny just being Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, I've seen he's like, when are you going to get me on this podcast? I'm famous. <laughs> it's murder, isn't it? <laughs> kill you. It's murder. Yeah, so me, Tony Whiffen and little Chris, we do everything together. We, we, we get all the boys yeah. sorted. Um, Tony's shot the pieces. He's got about two, he's got a, a couple of, he's got Dementia, I think, or something, or something else. He's absolutely shot the bits. I ain't got a clue what's going on. But you take him into the changing room, and when he's talking to the officials, where he's done the whip, and he knows the rules of boxing mm. inside out. So if they try anything, he don't, he don't have none of it. He don't have none of it. He's, he's good stuff in the corner. Chris, as he had... Uh, he boxed at the Audley Harrison something boxing thing right. in university. He boxed with Audley Harrison. Uh, but he also he had a few MMA fights as well. He was a mm. combat sportsman. Yeah. Chris. That's how he got to that's how he got to to Navas. He said, because 'Cause I've just come in now, because I was training Dean and Ricky at the time. Because they those those like eighteen year old and because uh, that both them boys can box. Yeah. Dean and Ricky. Dean is a very good boxer and Ricky's a very good boxer but I can both grapple as well. So I was training Dean and Ricky at about 18 and he said, I walked into this club and there's these three big fat skinheads is going and I thought, oh God, I ain't going to do well here, am I? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But he's getting, and then he said, and I've come in there and everyone's just really nice because that's the thing with boxing clubs, yeah, yeah, MMA yeah. clubs. You can't the you have to just be acceptant of all races because it is what it is. Mm. You know, you, you see a lot of ah oh, this that and the other, but when you're in that environment, you you can't you can't you're not going to get on. Yeah. So it was never it, it was never really in my head because for my whole thing, I've been training with like Pakistani boys, Iranians, Iraqis, Afghanis, mm. um, black boys. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. You, yeah. Lots of Eastern European boys. You, you don't get the places of um, having that racist thoughts about you because because it's just your everyday thing, isn't it? Do you mm. know what I mean? No, yeah. That's that's a good thing. I think. Yeah. 
combat sports. And the other thing, the reason I do push it so hard as well, is because I've helped a lot of kids that can go the other way. Yeah. Well, you do. You did a lot of the combat sports. You're normally a bit lost on whether you're going one way or another. Well, do you know what I mean? We've got a few boys from Gillingham, and that one of their powers got stabbed to death. Right. So we're like, come, you're trying to keep them yeah, out. Like, come here, come and, on, like, yeah. Get, don't fall into that. That's what I mean. That that was. Uh, I think Dean had just been took for a fighting in the town. And I said to him, him and Ricky, I said, come over here with us and have a look at this. Because mm. those two twins, uh, they can have a fight. I think their powers would put them in, playing up a bit more because they were big lumps and they could have a fight. So their powers would play up and then they'd, they'd expect them to jump in. Yeah, which is shit as well. I said, come over here and have a look at this. <laughs> and then they come out and they've gone, how on earth did that little old skinny man just beat us right up, mm. meaning Lee Johnson? I said, how on earth did that ever happen? And he's going, I'm going, this, this is the difference between being able to have a fight and learning how to fight mm. and knowing how to fight. Yeah. It's different. Anyone can win or shot and be lucky, but if you know how to put them together, it's a different thing, isn't it? So um, what I like to do with my guests is ask them to basically create their uh, perfect boxer. The yeah. different attributes and what so if I was to say uh, punch power yeah. who would you pick punch power is difficult isn't it because are we talking one punch or combination we talk however which way you want well one punch look at look at Wilder yeah yeah combination look at Marciano look at okay. Marciano what about like footwork oh crikey <laughs> put you on the spot footwork's got to be Levinchenko Okay. Um, defensive skills? The Southpaw. It was a Southpaw. Um, oh, what is his name? In a, like a lower weight division. Current? No. Uh, Felix Trim? No, 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 no. Oh. oh, what is his name? Oh, mate. <laughs> I've, it's, I've got, it's gone out of my head because you're asking questions. <laughs> um... We can come back to that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so chin. Chin. Crikey. Muhammad Ali held some shots, didn't they? And then attack like attacking prowess, who's got the best like who's the best pressure like attacking fighter? Best attacking mm. fighter. Um Well, you gotta go Marciano or Mike Tyson. Okay. And then back to your defensive skills. I can't remember. Oh, boxing IQ. That was the other one. Boxing IQ. Boxing IQ. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, people might slight me for this because this is a relevant fighter now, but how do you beat Tyson Fury? Yeah, fair. Yeah. That man is so clever. Mm. Alexander Usyk. Usyk, yeah. So clever. You know, it's it's when you when you're putting it down to one thing, it's it's very difficult because I'm still I'm just going on my head. Did you do one that full blue No, 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 that's really no. Yeah, that's no, he, he's that. really good. Yeah, people. I mean, people that. don't ever give him the credit because he's just done the same as. Um, Lemachenko, yeah. he got beat by Tia Lopez. 
Rigondeaux come up two or three weights to box Limachenko. Yeah. yeah. Because he's beating everybody else down there. Rigondeaux is amazing. Mm. He, he's, he's brilliant. He didn't get the fans because they thought it was a boring fight. I remember. Because he's, he's slick. Yeah. What about um, the Japanese guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, I... Like a bantamweight, just putting people over for fun. Yeah. Absolutely putting people over for fun. I mean, but my favourite fight of all time is Rocky Marciano. I love watching him fight. Where he would stalk people down, you know, just bang, 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 constantly. But you, you, you need to put into account that did you hear him speak at the end of his career? No. He still spoke well. Right. He spoke very well, so it, there's something to be said, because I was fighting in them old horsehair gloves. Yeah. Hmm. There was a lot of stuff there, wasn't there? There was a lot of padding. Well, thank you for joining us. Right. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, join us on Patreon, £3 a month. Uh, and, yeah, follow all our socials. Uh, it's the JMS Boxing Podcast now for all the socials. They've all slightly changed. Um, cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.